You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. How often do you feel like you're falling behind in this game of life? Because this is exactly what we are going to break down in today's episode of How To 20-Something. I hear young professionals say all too often that they are not where they're supposed to be. To which I respond or even think to myself, says who? Says your mom? Says your best friend? Or is it something you are saying to yourself because you're the one that created this convoluted timeline and aren't reaching the expectations that you made up for yourself? And that's all it is. It's something you made up. Or maybe it's because everyone in your immediate environment and what you see on social media highlights this right timeline that you have yet to be on time for. Yes, society, family, friends, and social media have instilled the way we're quote-unquote supposed to adult and in what order, but the truth is we are all on drastically different timelines that are perfect for ourselves and our unique lives. So hopefully, by the end of today's episode, you'll begin to release the pressure you've put on yourself to be at a certain stage in your life by the time you are whatever age. I'm sure you've heard many people say that comparison is a thief of joy, or another common saying is compare and despair, where you're essentially stripping yourself of being happy with the milestones you have reached and the life you have created up until this point because you're comparing it to someone else who appears to be doing life more correct. You are literally taking a toll on your own mental health and enjoyment by comparing your very different journey and life situation to someone else's. But if you change your perspective to the thought that you are the only person who has ever and will ever experience life in the way that you are based on the decisions you have made and will make, then you will grow to appreciate your journey and what is yet to come rather than tear yourself down because it's different. And different isn't such a bad thing. And if you're comparing your life to someone you see on social media, and you don't actually talk to them or about your hardships and they don't talk to you about theirs, then I need you to take a step back and realize that you are watching someone's highlight reel. Hardly ever is someone going to post about how miserable they are or when their last mental breakdown was or what they talk to their therapist about. No, you're going to see the trips they're going on, the good part of the relationship they're in, the milestones they are hitting, the promotions they are getting, the ring being placed on their finger, the baby shoes being announced, the houses being bought, and so on and so forth. But not how they're going into debt to take the trip to Europe, or the fights that happen with their partner, the doubts that they have in the longevity and future of their relationships, how their boss chewed them out for missing a deadline, the fourth miscarriage that's taking a toll on their marriage, and any of the other crap stuff that doesn't feel very good in life. These people are talking to their inner circle about their hardships, but certainly are not announcing it on social media for their high school classmates to see. When you compare yourself to someone else, 
when you don't see the full story, you are unintentionally setting yourself up for a lot of mental distress and feelings of falling behind. I remember a few years ago when I was experiencing some hardships in my long distance relationship, it seemed like none of my friends who were also doing long distance were encountering their own forms of distress. I would privately ask them if everything was as glamorous as it appeared to be on social media, to which all of them would respond with, no, this is tough. There's a lot of fights. There's a lot of doubt in our future and what the next steps are. And that made me feel a bit better that I wasn't alone, but was letting social media make me think otherwise. And I think this predicament of being behind really applies to those of you who are approaching 30. And I know this because multiple people and clients have been in their late 20s and turning 30 this year or next year. So it's commonly talked about to me or around me. That the age 30, the big 3-0, signifies some kind of deadline where you're supposed to be able to check off a lot of major adulting boxes. And if you don't, then you are behind and you are doing something wrong with your life. Where the reality is, we were raised to believe that life goes in a specific order at a specific time because our parents were experiencing this type of life at our age. It was much simpler back then, or it at least appeared to be. They were probably married already and having a kid or two, owning a house, had, were steady in their career. And in today's world, in 2023, that is not the case for the majority of us myself included. We are approaching milestones later in life than the generations before us, and it can bring about these feelings of falling behind or doing life wrong. And let's get one thing straight. You are not doing life wrong. If you're not some wanted criminal being chased by the police or FBI, then I would say you're doing a great job. And if you are some wanted criminal, let's just keep that information to ourselves and pretend you're the former for the purpose of this episode. But seriously, if you take a step back, you can see that you are trying to figure out life in a time where we are in a recession. We experienced a global pandemic where life was essentially put on pause for at least a year. For some of you, it was two years. And others, you might still feel like life is paused. It's also a time where it's nearly impossible to buy a house and how your salary has not risen with inflation. So just living is tough. The odds are stacked against us, and it's an unfortunate reality with a bleak future as climate change shouts impending doom every few days. Your grocery bill is higher than ever, and you can't afford to live alone since cost of living is through the roof where you don't have a comparable wage to live a comfortable lifestyle. Now, I could make a whole episode about how shitty this world is, but that is not the point of this podcast. The point of me speaking to you is to remind you that life is hard, but there is always something you can do that is within your control to improve your own circumstances. And that's the key part of it all, focusing on what's in your control. You can't control severe weather changes or inflation, but you can control your spending habits. You can control the way you are showing up for yourself and your mental health. You can control the thoughts and beliefs you have about life and so many other things. Life itself isn't supposed to be the most challenging thing. Yes, there are hardships that come with the adulting world, but there are resources to help you overcome those obstacles, like hiring me as your life coach or working with a therapist or both. Today we are going to focus on your own thoughts and beliefs in regards to not fitting the one timeline you believe to be the right way of adulting. 
This is a lesson I learned pretty quickly after graduating college because up until that point, I was following the timeline that was presented and accepted. And then it came up again during the pandemic, and yep, pretty much every story I will tell you will probably include some aspect of 2020 because that is my origin story. You see, I was very hard on myself at first when I couldn't land a job after graduating college as all of my friends knew where they were going and when before they even received their diploma and most of my family also had that same experience. So I felt like the odd man out. Similarly, when I lost my job in 2020 and none of my friends and again most of my cousins and my sister didn't, I felt like I was doing something wrong. That life wasn't supposed to be like this. My five-year plan was all messed up. When my senior year of college started, I thought I could plan out my next five years, which consisted of moving to Atlanta after graduation, working there for a few years, and then moving to North Carolina to continue my interior design career. That plan ended when no one in Atlanta hired me, and my only job offer came from Celebration Florida. For some reason, I thought I could predict the future. Silly me, as I'm not a psychic, and I'm here to break the news to you as well that neither are you. You can't predict what you don't know. You can plan for possible scenarios or for things you're working towards, but being set on an outcome with a lot of miscellaneous variables is the key to setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. Trying to plan out the timeline of your life is a one-way ticket to that world of disappointment. As I started getting older, as in towards the end of high school up until now, I would frequently get asked my five-year plan. The answers they'd be looking for would include some variation of where I thought I would be living, if I thought I would be married or engaged, and what my career would look like. And I think we need to forget the five-year plan for right now and focus on just the next year of our life. You can plan out a majority of what the next 365 days will look like, where you'll be, what job you'll be doing, and who you'll be with. You know if you sign or renew an apartment lease that you probably aren't going anywhere for the next year. You can also set goals in regards to your career, health, and social life, and I'll make a whole goal-setting episode in the very near future. But you pretty much know you won't be married within the next year if you aren't dating anyone right now. And again, I'm speaking to the majority. Because even then, you don't fully know what the next year of your life will be like and how it'll play out. You can't control the outcomes of what actually happens, but you can create aspirations to work towards and let the rest fall into place. Hopefully I'm not overstepping by speaking for almost everyone listening, but most of us grew up believing that you go to college after high school, you get a job, you begin working in a city, you meet your future spouse in the real world, date for about two to three years, where during this time you move in together and buy a house, you get married by 27 or 28, and start having kids by 29 or 30. Because that's the life our parents had. However, just because that is the life of some people today does not mean this is the only way or only timeline that exists. It's what we were taught, so it's what we know, and it's what we use to measure the success in our life. So now it's a matter of flipping the script in your mind and understanding that you are right on time. Where you are in your life right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. If that's single and self-employed, that's correct. If that's married with two kids living in a house, that's correct. If that's engaged working a nine to five and partying on the weekends, that's correct. If that's in a relationship with a dog in an apartment, then you guessed it, that's correct too. 
If it's living with your parents, working at an ice cream shop, that's also correct. You see, there are so many different routes you can take in life. We can't control the cards we're dealt, but we can control how we play the game. And I didn't make up any of these examples. They are all the lives of people I know, and maybe you relate to one of those examples, or you at least start to see that the generic timeline we believe to be correct doesn't apply anymore. I know it's tough when you do see people around you living out the original timeline and you get down on yourself and think, but what about me? Why can't I have that life too? And the answer is pretty simple. It's because that isn't the life you're supposed to be living. There's a different order and circumstances happening in your life for a reason and you have to believe that whatever that reason is, it has your best interest at heart. Life wants you to be able to follow the path of least resistance, so even if things are tough in your life right now, just know it's to lead you to something even better. A little game, I guess you could say, I like to do with my clients if they're going through a bit of a rough patch, and I do it with myself, is to have them think back to a previous hardship they overcame in their life and create the timeline of all the good things that happened as a result that probably wouldn't have been possible without that one shitty thing. And then you can start to confirm and reinforce this belief that everything does work out for you. And if it's not working out yet, then it's simply not the end of this particular chapter. Losing my job was one of the worst things to happen to me in my adulting life, especially since I had just barely felt like I had my foot on the ground and knew what I was doing. And I felt like life kept ripping the rug out from under me and would laugh at me as I fell down over and over again. But losing my job opened up my mind to understanding my identity outside of my interior design career. And it cleared my schedule to be able to pursue interests outside of my degree and learn who I was independent of my career choice. It led me down this amazing path towards my passion and it's something I may have been able to find much later in life, but I'm so glad that it happened when it did. It was horrible to live through and experience, but at the end of the day, I'm grateful that it happened because it led me to being a voice to all of you. I couldn't control the pandemic or losing my job or even when I would get that job back, but I could control how I was showing up for myself in my life each day that I had no job. And I don't know anyone else who experienced the same path as me from 2020 up until now, and that's the point I'm getting at. My journey is what makes me me. And there's so much power in that thought. So it's time for you to embrace the journey you are on as it's your journey. It's important to find comfort in your unique path and accept where you are right now and what you have to look forward to. So screw society's timeline and milestones that we're supposed to hit at a certain age as it's only leading you to put more pressure on yourself, which is giving you more anxiety, stress, and unhappiness. Life is one big-ass journey, which sounds so cliche, I know, but stop racing to get to the finish line that doesn't exist. Love where you're at right now, in this present moment. Love all that has brought you to where you are now, and love all that you have to look forward to. But remember, whatever direction your life takes you, you are right on time. I know it can be hard when everyone around you in your immediate environment is getting engaged, buying a house, having a baby, where you're living with roommates, you're single, and living paycheck to paycheck. But you'll get there when the time is right for you. 
Not being there right now doesn't mean you're broken. It just means it's further along in your timeline than you would like. So what can you do about the parts you don't like in your life to begin making improvements and to begin heading in the direction of the timeline you imagine for yourself? How can you work to appreciate where you're at right now and all that you have right now rather than what's missing or what you haven't been able to achieve yet? Well, you don't actually have to answer the second question because I'm going to give you some helpful practices and reminders for when your brain does start to feel behind and compares yourself to everyone around you. And it begins with practicing mindfulness and embracing the present moment. This world is so fast-paced and honestly, things like Amazon and streaming services are great with its timeliness and immediacy, but it has encouraged this lost touch of delayed gratification and patience. We're constantly wanting our results and our goals right now. We want the promotion, the money, the weight loss, the forever relationship. Whatever it may be, we are always yearning for that next milestone. That we forget to press pause and be in this moment. Or if you're in autopilot mode, you lose touch with right now and are just going through the motions of life. Being mindful in regards to this topic of accepting you are right on time looks something like observing the feelings that come up when you do feel like you're falling behind. And this is where journaling could be a very helpful tool for you to process why you feel behind and what you can do about it. It would be writing down affirmations or saying them out loud that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Work to improve your relationship with yourself and develop a greater sense of self-awareness, compassion, and appreciation for the milestones you have reached, the challenges you have overcome, the parts of your story that have built the person standing here today. Focus on the abundance that you do have and create your own highlight reel of your life. Not for the purpose of posting on social media, but for the purpose of celebrating yourself and being proud of the life that you have created thus far. And then set goals for yourself to work towards some new milestones. Make sure they're realistic and then see what you can do each day to get 1% closer to where you want to go not where you think you should be. And as you do take each step towards your goals, celebrate the little victories along the way. We constantly forget to acknowledge the little wins as we think it's irrelevant until we reach the big win we're after. But it's how I start every client session, celebrating the wins from the week no matter how small they think it may be. Because without those smaller wins, you aren't getting yourself closer to the big ones. It's the smaller ones that create the momentum for you to keep going, even when it feels like the big goal is so far out of reach. And finally, as you do all of those things of being present, practicing gratitude, and setting goals, let go of the feeling of needing to be perfect. Your perfectionism, like you're comparing, will strip you of your enjoyment in this present moment and only lead to more stress and self-doubt, which is not the direction we want to go. And I mentioned this in an earlier episode, that your perception of failure is really an opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve. Developing more patience with yourself and learning to nurture and show compassion to yourself promotes personal growth and development, and that's the attitude and behavior we want to encourage. But it starts with acknowledging that you are right on time. You are exactly where you're supposed to be, which probably sounds so repetitive at this point in the episode, but I have to keep reminding you of it. And throughout this podcast, I will be bringing on so many different people to share their timeline, to keep giving you that reassurance that everyone's life is so different 
and that that's okay. The reality of life in our 20s right now is one big shithole. Sometimes it feels like we are treading water and the next wave that comes is going to take us down. Other times we are floating on a raft, resting, chilling, and then there will be times where you are swimming full steam ahead towards land. But the other reality of our 20s is how much of a learning curve this part of life is. How this is the time for you to take responsibility, control, and ownership of what's happening to you and for you. If you envision your life on a line graph, you would be able to see the moments of happiness where you feel on top of the world. Where, and then you'll see the moments where one thing is going wrong after another. And then the moments where you're stable and steady. It's because things are always changing. Life doesn't always trend positively, but it does give you the reminder that as long as you keep going and keep believing in yourself, you'll start to be on the upward trend soon enough. And if you have a unique timeline yourself, please don't hesitate to reach out as there may be someone out there listening who needs to hear how you overcame a struggle that they are currently experiencing. I know it can be intimidating to come on here, but trust me, I make sure you're well prepared and comfortable. But your unique story and timeline is what allows you to be the third grader to a second grader. Think about how helpful it would have been for you to hear how everything worked out when someone else was working through a similar experience. So check out the show notes and click the link to fill out the Google form for being a guest. Or if you just want me to read your story on here, there's a link for that too. But hopefully after listening to this episode, You are now at a point where you can feel a little bit more compassion and appreciation for the timeline you are on and how special it is and how it's created the amazing human that exists today because without it, you'd be boring. And if you are going through your own struggle right now, simply say it's for the plot and search for your happy ending or acknowledge that it's building your character. I know my timeline makes me relatable, human, and humble, and yours does too. And that's all I have for you, letting you know and continuing to remind you that you are right on time. The way you are doing life is exactly right, can always be better, can always make improvements, but you're not behind and you're not broken. And if you liked what you heard today, then please subscribe, give me a rating, follow this episode or this podcast, send it to a friend or share on social media and tag me at coach.justdiamond if you do. I love hearing from you guys when you love a particular episode, but this concludes this week's episode of How to 20 Something, and I can't wait to be in your headphones again with a new episode next Monday.